the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ben. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Once again, to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And here he is, Larry Rosenthal, in studio with us live. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Chris, and how are you today? I think it's going to be a great day. It's always a good day when I see you. You know, it always just makes me happy. It's always good to be seen by you. (laughs) (laughs) How's that, man? I love it. it. Yeah, there you go. The way it works, yeah. There you go. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. We start the show off each week with what's happening in the economy and the markets. Again, same stuff. Press on another week. There you go, you know. Uh, you know, t- t- taking a look halfway through the year or a little bit more than halfway through the year, <clears throat> as of yesterday's market close, the Dow is up 1.21%. The S&P is up 4.78. The tech stocks are up a little over 13, and small caps are up 11 and some change. So, you know, when when you take a look at last year, the S&P did 19%. And the other indices did did very very well as uh, you know also last year and then this year with all the volatility we're still up just a little bit, you know I was explaining to someone the other day in in the office that based off of where the economy is with with corporate earnings coming in which by the way we're we're in earnings season right now July and August for the most part a lot of corporations are reporting their earnings for the second quarter and the estimates are are looking very good. Uh, and the ones that have come in have been been pretty decent so far. Again, it's early in earnings se- season right now, but you know people fundamentally buy stock based off the future anticipated earnings of a corporation. And when it's you know when earnings keep going up, that shows so shows strength in the economy, shows strength in the in the markets. When you look at the underpinnings of the economy, and you see how strong it is right now. And, and why is the market sort of just bouncing to the side a little bit here and there throughout the year, the volatility up one day, down the next, back up the next. And, and, and it is, again, Wall Street needs clarity of direction with the tariffs. I, I would say this, though, that if the economy wasn't as strong as it is now and we were having the tariff uh, s- debate issue going on, I think the market may be, may be down. Uh, so, so the market's just sort of patiently waiting to see how all this stuff breaks out. And, you know, one of the things that that uh, I wanted to highlight this morning on the economy is is an, an, an indicator that's very, um, very seldom paid attention to. 
But there are there are ten leading economic indicators, and and one of them is the transportation services index. And when you take a look at this, you know what what is the transportation services index? Well, when we move goods around the country, what are they being moved on, Chris? Trucks. Trucks. Yes. Rail. Rail. Yep. Correct. That's exactly right. Freight. So when you take a look at the the leading economic indic uh, of the ten leading economic indicators, and one of them being the the transportation services index, you know it it is just very very strong. As a matter of fact, it hit an all time high last Thursday. Okay, and that really shows how robust and the strength of the economy is. Consumers are demanding product and services. And so, you know, just, just stop for a moment and just understand that, that the underpinnings of the economy are pretty strong right now, which is good news. On the other hand, if they get too strong, the Fed may raise interest rates a little too much. So we want to keep it sort of Goldilocks-ish, if you will, Chris. We want to make sure that it's not too weak, not too strong, but just right, which is kind of where things are lining up right now. I so, picture a picture the Fed with uh, somebody's hand on the interest rate rising switch and somebody coming in there and slapping it away. You know, we don't, we don't want you to do that. Don't, don't hit well, you, you, yeah, you don't want them to do it, but you want them to do it because you don't want to have inflation get away from you. But at the same time, you also want to not, you know, dampen the party too much when, right. it, when, it, when it comes to tightening monetary policy. So at the end of the day here, you take a look at, at just where we are right now and understand this, that, that stocks tend to go up um, the, the way a step steps go up in your house. The, you take a step and then it goes flat for a while, then it goes up and then it goes flat and then up and flat, just like a stair step does. And that's kind of what stocks are doing right now, waiting for a little bit more clarity of direction when uh, the tariff stuff all, all, all settles out. So, but, you know, overall, the, the markets, the economy look, look strong, look good. Continue to keep your portfolio diversified. Continue to, to keep an eye on what your objective is. And we're going to talk a little today about Stock prices, does it really matter in your portfolio if you're looking at income, as well as the several other topics that we'll be talking about today. So uh, let's open up the phone lines, Chris. I see we have to take a break here, but give us a ring uh, at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123 with any of your financial planning or investment questions. I'm Larry Rosen. I'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise? Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the, the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703 201 2494. Call right now. 
For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. Listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, here's your phone number 855 767 3123. 855 Rose 123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert, right here in studio. Larry. Sure, Chris. Let's pretend that you're going out to dinner with some of your friends, right? You and I'd your wife are going out. I'd like to, but, you know, nobody ever invites me. But All yeah. right. There you go. All right, well, let's pretend Bob invites all of us over to dinner one day. Actually, Bob decides to take us out to a restaurant for dinner, right? He's hands up on that one. Yeah. Yep, and we're there. Our spouses are there. Our friends are there. Everything, Everything's great, you know. And, and, and we sit down, and uh, Bob says, all right, everybody, take a spoon. Okay. And eat your dinner. <laughs> well... I would be like, well, do you think we might need a fork or some chopsticks or a knife or a straw or something, right? Bob just says, nope, you're just going to eat with a spoon tonight. Okay, well, that's fine. And then they bring us a cheeseburger. <laughs> that's not so efficient, is it? No, no, no. Not at all. You might want to cut the cheeseburger or, or they bring us a salad. That, that would be even harder to eat with a spoon, wouldn't it? It would be. It definitely would Can be. Can you eat with chopsticks, by the way? I can, yes, good I man, can. Good man. Yep, correct. But on the other hand, let's just suppose that Bob says, "All right, give me back the spoon, and I'm going to give you a fork, and now you can eat your meal." But he takes away the salad and gives us soup. <laughs> it's not going to work, is it? No. Now it may work in Bob's world, right? But it doesn't work in our world. He's got right? skills. Bob's got skills. Yes. He's got crazy skills. But it doesn't work in the reality of what you need. My point is that you need the tools for the job to get done. Correct. Right. Okay, whatever that job may be, you know, um, you know, some people, you know, everything looks like a nail, so they carry around a hammer. Doesn't quite work that way when it comes to investing. Mm-hmm. If you took a look at investing, the the if you looked last year at the wor- ten worst stocks in the S and P last year, okay, at the end of last year, and invested in just those ten right now, this year, starting in January, then through the first half of the year, those stocks would be up about 18%. And the S&P 500 is up only a couple of points. Kind of pretty interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Out of 500 stocks, the index is up just a few percentage points halfway through the year, but but the 10 worst-performing ones last year are up 18% or so this year, through the first half of this year. How could that be? In other words, what would happen also if if you looked at the index and the index was way, way up halfway through this year, but you said, well, I'm going to buy these 10 stocks. You could actually have the index up, you know, 10%, but the stocks that you own might be down 5%. Why is that? How does this work? My point is this, is that you need the tool for the job. If you're going to buy it, individual stocks in your portfolio, which I'm a fan of, by the way, okay? I'm a fan of all different products in your portfolio, individual stocks, ETFs, mutual funds, UITs, ETNs, options, whatever it may be. But if you're just going to say, you know what, I'm only going to purchase individual stocks, you better be right. You better be right on the ones that you select, with, the, with a little research, you can be at least close, right, sometimes? Well, with a little bit of research, you can be. But take the S&P 500. 
through the first half of this year, it was up just a couple of percentage points where 10 stocks in the index represented a gain of 18%. So what happens if you decided to own the other 490 stocks, Chris? Mm. That's my point, is you need the right tools in your portfolio. Why not really break it down and understand the importance of having a, a combination of individual stocks, mutual funds, and ETFs? With a mutual fund, you're going to have you're going to have a, a package of individual stocks that are, are are built and designed for a specific investment objective. With an ETF, you can have a, another package of stocks that are built and designed for a specific objective, but maybe align it into a sector, like maybe regional banking sector or biotech or technology or small company international growth. You can get very surgically precise in where you want to invest, and you can say, okay, I want to invest in XYZ sector. Let's say you want to invest in biotech. How many stocks are in pharmaceutical biotech? 15, 20, 30, 300? 2100 how many are there right mm -hmm. so by buying the ETF you have an opportunity to purchase the sector versus saying okay look at the S&P 500 how many stocks are there 500 well do I want to buy the whole index or do I just want to buy a handful of them maybe I want to buy stock number 22 79 18 432 you know what I mean and you get 20 stocks but if those 20 stocks aren't the correct stocks that are actually driving the performance this year of the market, you could be out of luck. Mm -hmm. The S&P 500 could actually do 10%, and your 10 stocks could actually lose 10%. That's not good, is it? No. No, not at all. And that's my point is I, I'm seeing so many advertisements for, for just do it this way, only use mutual funds or only use individual stocks or only use ETFs, guess what? No, there's a purpose for all the different types of products that are out there, and they all have pros and cons to them. You know, owning individual stocks is great. There's no hidden expense ratios or anything. But you take on more, you take on a different type of risk. Some people will call it more risk. Some people will call it less risk. You know, you take on specific business risk. The performance of that stock is solely dependent upon, or, or one of the main, main factors is dependent upon the performance of that company against its, its peer group, against its competition, plus all the stuff that's going on in the economy and world politics anyway, right? Mm -hmm. so, so there's nothing wrong with that. It's less expensive to own an individual stock, but you better be right. Whereas if you're buying an ETF, you have to pay a small hidden expense ratio charge but the ETF is, is selecting the stocks and driving them for you. Same with the mutual fund. So, so there's pros and cons to both sides of it. And, and I see so many people getting confused or, or have the ability to get confused when they're listening to or, or watching or reading some of the media out there today that's talking about, oh, you should be doing it this way. Oh, you should be doing it that way. No. What's the person's agenda who's running the advertisement, first of all? And remember, at the end of the day, it's up to you. you you're responsible for, 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 you know, how you're investing your dollars. Get with a good financial advisor. Understand. Ask these questions. I, I tell you, it's, it's very interesting when I see people coming into the office 
They come in. They want to they find out what they're doing. They get a second opinion oftentimes. They come in, and I sit down with them, and I, and, and I go, you know, you, you, things look okay, except you really only have one type of product. I see this all the time where somebody will come in with just a portfolio of mutual funds only or just a portfolio of ETFs only or just a portfolio of individual stocks only. And and those are those are some funny ones because a lot of times if somebody comes in with individual stocks, they may own 150 individual stocks. I mean, they may have like, you know, half a million dollars in in their stock portfolio, but they may have some stocks that they have, you know, $1500 in. They might have 30 stocks that they got $1500 in. And and you you sit down, you analyze them all and 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 they're just pushing and pulling against each other. And it's like, well, how did you end up with this? Well, it's program trading and blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess you got to own them all, right? So, you know, at, at the end of the day, here's your fork. Eat your bowl of soup, right? Mm-hmm. You know, just not just not a real good scenario there. Well, so, don't you have to trust the doctor who's ever behind the screen pulling the, pulling the triggers on these things? You do. You do. And a lot of times when you see these, these types of accounts, you, you want to ask people. Ask the advisors. Ask the, the people out there, why, what is your, your product of choice and why? Why do you just have only ETFs? Why do you just have only mutual funds? Why do you just have only individual stocks? Why? What's the, what's the scenario there? What's your buy and sell decision? What's your screening criteria? How did you come up with these? I'm not opposed if you're just going to have these, but I want to know the philosophy behind them. And do you change down the road if the economy changes, if if markets dictate that you need to move uh, out of your ETFs and into individual stocks or vice versa or whatever the case may be, are you flexible? Will you do that? What is the reasoning behind how you have your portfolios designed today? Those are some very interesting questions that you should be asking the advisor you're working with. Hey, if you're if if you have questions like that, I'll be happy to send you out information. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and uh, shoot us off an email or check out our our different information on the on there. It's very important to make sure that you have a combination of these different scenarios. As you know, I, as case in point, I just I did that. I went out to your website. It looks just a little different now. It does. We just launched a new website. My uh, operations manager told me not to mention it because Uh-oh. he's Uh-oh. not got it quite ready yet. But it did launch the other day. We did sort of a soft launch. We'll we'll call it a soft launch there. Somebody left me out of the loop on that. Yes, one. I guess so. So here we go. We'll talk a little bit about. It. I'm very excited about it. So uh, if you go check it out, LarryRosenthal.com or RosenthalWealthManagement.com, we've launched a new website. Kind of a soft launch. Uh, we've got a couple little colors and fonts that that so the uh, paint's not dry yet. Is what the you're paint's saying. not quite dry, but it's it's good. We've got a, a, an incredible library of resources there. Go check it out, LarryRosenthal.com. Different videos, all different types of resources there. Uh, it's mobile compatible. You can pull it up on your on your uh, any one of your devices. Uh, so it's it's uh, very good. We're very excited about it. In addition to that, we also have some other announcements that are coming up soon. We're expanding our our uh, offices. We we uh, opened up an office in Des Moines, Iowa, and we are, we just opened up an office in Catonsville. Uh, just outside of Baltimore. Awesome. So, yep. So we're going to be doing uh, this coming fall when we're doing our seminars again, our educational seminars. We'll be doing some over in Maryland. I know a lot of people have been asking for us to come over there and do some. And, and you know, we've been we've been looking for the right connection, the right group. And uh, we've joined up with uh, DCS Financial Services out there, Jim Samuel, Scott Slakem, and uh, we're, we're, we're uh, partnering up with them. 
in uh, uh, you know doing financial planning and things. So stay tuned. There will be more, more announcements uh, coming up uh, on that, but we'll be doing a lot of seminars over there in the fall, as well as in Virginia as well. So. Yeah, I know a lot of folks have listened to the show over the years, and they've just realized, wow, it's just so far down there. And then now we've got places that are close to them, so that's wonderful. Yep, yep. So basically right outside of Baltimore. So absolutely. Hey, if you've got questions on anything, if you have questions on financial planning, on what's inside your portfolio, the differences between ETFs, 401, I mean, mutual funds, individual stocks, whatever it may be, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I'll be back in a moment with more of your Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate. 571-490-7117. Or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage, 571-490-7117. Troy Turow and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. You're listening to The Larry Rosenthal Show. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, here's a phone number for you, 855-767-3123. You've been holding on to that question about your finances, or if you just don't understand something that's been talked about on the show today, feel free to give us a call. Again, 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. Larry. Chris, I don't really know what this has to do with financial planning. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, I, you know, but we'll figure it out as time goes on, okay? okay? How's that sound? That's an interesting billboard. I'm really kind of excited to hear what you have to say now. Yeah, yeah. So I was actually talking with a client earlier this week, and and um, uh, they were talking about, you know, the the price, the, the cost to live in states, okay? So the cost to live in states. You know, do states tax retirement plans? Do they tax pensions? Yada, 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 all across and everything. So there's five states that that uh, collect statewide sa- – uh, f- I'm sorry, 45 states that collect statewide sales taxes. And Alaska, Delaware, Montana, Oregon, and New Hampshire don't. Okay, they have no state sales tax. California is the highest state sales tax at 7.25%. Okay, mm. that's published by the Tax Foundation. 
But what's very interesting is... It's those movie, movie stars. They've got lots of money. There you go. What was very interesting was we were talking about, you know, how how we're starting to see more easy pass lanes pop up. And, and, and you know, I was saying it wouldn't surprise me if we started to see more and more of that all across the country in, in even smaller towns. And... Um, you know, versus metro areas and highways and stuff like that to raise revenue. You know, well, it's only a quarter, Chris, to drive through your neighborhood now. Not a big deal, right? <laughs> okay. So, so at my, my my point is that states are are learning and they're going to have to figure out. You know, they've got to really start managing their 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 balance sheets, if you will, a little bit better. And and then this week, uh, this came out by U-Haul. It's kind of interesting. The cost of renting a 26-foot truck uh, for a one-way trip from California to Las Vegas is about $1,900. Oh, okay. But the cost of renting the same 26-foot truck, a one-way rental, from Las Vegas to San Jose, California, is about $174. Well, less distance here we're talking about, right? No, it's the same distance. Is it? Just, just taking the truck either out of California or into California. Oh. And the price difference is a result of so many people moving out of the state of California that U-Haul has a shortage of trucks in California. There's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm not going to go there. There's no joke. My point is <laughs> that maybe the state's getting too expensive to live in is, is what my point is. Just like we all have to manage our income and expenses, states have to, too. They're going to start realizing this. So I thought that was very interesting, is interesting. To, to come up with this week. So, so how does that impact the price of real estate, the price of utilities out there? What about the state you're living on, the state you're looking to, to move to in retirement years? You know, how does it, how does it all look? So, so a lot of that stuff plays into taxes and things. Speaking of taxes... You know, uh, they, they they just uh, published here uh, a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you if you saw it or not, but, you know, the new 1040 form for 2018. Oh. It used to be, okay, 79 lines long. Now it's only 23 lines long, <laughs> which is a good thing, right? Yeah. Okay. But, but you're, we'll losing, have, you're losing some stuff in there, though, from well, what I understand. I think so. Well, we'll have to see if the standard deductions doubling it all up makes makes sense. Okay. I heard something about losing the personal exemption as well down the road, which could be, you know, there's lots of things in the new tax code that are just going to be crazy. Yep, yep. So, well, it's uh, we'll see how it all plays out, yep. right? But, you know, at the end of the day, taxes are the most expensive thing in our investments. And, and we've talked about this before, that... The IRS looks at our money through four different tax lenses, if you will, or tax buckets, okay? And and so the question becomes, where are you saving your dollars today? Are you saving your money in places that's never been taxed, like a 401K, government TSP? Nothing wrong with that at all, right? Um, but, at the, but, but at the same time, how much money do you have set aside to come out to you tax-free? I mean, Chris, wouldn't you rather have tax-free money in retirement versus taxable money? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so, so my point is, you know, again, looking at the four different tax buckets uh, as the IRS views our dollars, sort of tax allocation. Earlier today, we talked a little bit about product mixture in your portfolio. We also need to talk about tax allocation mixture. Should you Roth your money? 
is it time to Roth? Should you put money into the Roth side of your savings plans at, at, at work or, or at home in your regular IRAs or not? That's a new verb. I haven't heard that one before. Should you Roth your money? That's Yes. To Roth or not to Roth? <laughs> How and when to Roth? That's a great question, right? Yes, it is. It, it really is. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, uh, again, key point here, or to summarize, you know, when you get that dollar, in retirement years, or you pull that dollar out for college funding, or you go to the grocery store or whatever, that dollar ha- has to get subtracted three things. Uh, your gross rate of return minus taxes, inflation, and fees. That's the dollar, Chris, that you and I get to spend at the grocery store or at the beach on vacation or whatever it may be. And more and more people, one of the biggest concerns and complaints that people have in retirement today is the level of taxation that they're actually paying on the dollars that they've saved all the years. Now, I'm a big fan of putting money in pre-tax, getting the tax deduction, but at the same time, keep an eye down the road and maybe you should be putting dollars on the Roth side of your accounts as well. Hey, see, we've got to take a quick break here. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. I'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with? That kid you saw on the street corner last week? Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for? The dropout, the pregnant teen, the drug addict. Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. And Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. listening to the Larry Rosenthal show if you'd like to dial in here's the phone number 855-767-3123 that's 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal our financial and retirement expert here in studio and don't forget Larry you can call during the week too you do not charge for those phone calls correct no, not at all, Chris. We get a lot of emails and phone calls during the week. People, pe- people, a lot, lot of people call in on Monday and say, "Hey, can I get the information you were talking about on the radio show and and this, that, and the other, and everything?" So, uh, we do get that a lot on Monday. So, feel free to give us a ring eight five five Rose one two three on Monday mornings and be happy to send you out some of the information we've talked about on the radio show as well as we'll be hanging it on the website. Which, by the way. Our little soft launch of our new website here. Go check it out. Check it out. RosenthalWealthManagement.com or simply LarryRosenthal.com. They'll both point you to the right website. Just remember that the paint's not completely dry yet. You're getting there. Yep, yep. But we've got a whole library of new videos and content and, and all different things.
things right there. You can go sign up for our newsletter. It's free. Uh, all different types of, of uh, uh, educational financial information that's out on the website. Again, LarryRosenthal.com. Let's shoot on over to, to College Park and welcome Randy on the line. Good morning, Randy. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing fine. Um, I uh, have a question. I just uh, received um, uh, $100,000, and um, right now I'm living off of about probably a uh, $3,500 a month, you know, tax-free income. And I'm trying to figure out, I heard you was talking about a Roth or something. I don't have any other retirement or anything, but uh, I'm just wondering, um, what should I do with that? You know, with the money, what would be a good, you know, can you give me some good ideas of what I may want to do with it? Sure, Randy. First of all, um, you know, what what are your expenses versus your income? And and once we figure that out, that's going to sort of tell us how we should or shouldn't invest some of this money. Okay. Right now, my, pretty much for my rent and everything, it's about probably $1,100 a month. That's for auto insurance. Is basically uh, my total living expense per month. Okay. So it sounds like to me that you have a good amount of cash flow coming in with $3,500 after tax each month coming in to meet your needs. Yeah. Well, it's not taxable money. It's from the government. I get a disability check, you know, and matter of fact, I just started getting the disability check about uh, three months ago. So. Okay. So then these dollars here, it would be like, what do you want to try to do with the money? What, what would, how would this money serve you? Um, you know, do right. you want to give some of it to, to, to the church, tithe, you know, how do you, what, what is it that you want to do? For, you don't want well, to lose I, I, the dollars, you want to invest it appropriately as well, you know, which would probably be in a, 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 a balanced type of a growth position where you might get a couple, a couple of mutual funds, ETF, maybe a stock or something like that, and, and just gauge the risk of what you're willing to do. Keep some of it in the bank as well. You know, on a risk scale, one the most conservative, ten the most aggressive, where are you with these dollars? And then let's suppose you say, well, I'm probably middle of the road, maybe a four or five. Okay, great. That's your risk level. Now, how do we go about making the investment? Do you want the investment to produce income for you now? Do you want it to, to grow? What is it that you want to try to do with the dollars? Those those are the questions that I'd have to put back on you, and that would help us design an investment strategy appropriate. Right, right. Because I'm 62, and I'm, you know, um, I was just thinking about because uh, I I want to draw my wait until I'm 67 to draw my re- my Social Security, and I was just wondering about probably investing it to, um, you know, maybe for the next five or uh, ten years to, you know to invest it, let it grow or something, and then, you know, use the income, you know, at that point. Sure, that's exactly right. So see how we just sort of keep digging down on it a little bit? So now we want to look at a moderate type of investment risk, moderate type of a growth scenario with a time frame attached to it. So, so then, then we have to sit down and take a look at, you know, well, if we, if we put a piece of it here, a piece of it there, and a piece of it over there, how does, how does that play out, you know, and just keep on whittling the funnel down more and more until we come up with some, some investment choices. But that's probably the, the best way to go about looking at it is, is now at least we've quantified what your objective is and your time frame before you want the dollars to start delivering income back to you. 
So if you like, right. I'll go ahead and put you on hold, and we'll send you out some information on, on diversification, on asset class choices and things like that, and have someone uh, send you out our financial planning toolkit, and that'll help you sort of sort of step step through it, and we'll have, have one of our advisors give you a ring uh, okay. n- next week over in our new uh, Baltimore office. How does that sound? Yeah, okay, that'll be great. Perfect, Randy. I listen to you a lot, so <laughs> hey, that'll be great. All right, I appreciate it. Well, let me put you on hold, and we'll have someone reach out to you next week, okay? Appreciate the focus. Uh, okay. Absolutely. Have a great weekend. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. With any of your financial planning or investment ideas, give us a call here. Happy to answer them for you. 855-ROSE-123. You know, Chris, this uh, uh, in First Timothy 6, verses 17 through 19, it says, Command those that are rich and present in the world not to be arrogant nor put their their hope in wealth, which is uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is true. Uh, of life that is truly life. I want to talk about and to be generous and willing to share. You know, that can mean a lot of different things depending on how you you interpret that 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 sentence, right? It obviously it talks about sharing of your resources, correct? Money, things like that, but also knowledge. I think it's important that we share our knowledge with our younger generation. And there's all kinds of surveys out there about, you know, the millennials think this, Generation X thinks that, Generation Y thinks this, the baby boomers think that. And I, I just want to say that, you know, it's it's important that we pull upon people that have experience, you know, listen to some of the things that your parents or grandparents are saying about dollars. Some some very interesting surveys are out uh, when it when it comes to to thoughts and and things on insurance on money on retirement um so so those those are some of the things that we're going to be picking up here uh in 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 the next few minutes so so be thinking about that let's go ahead and and shoot on down to fredericksburg and welcome bill on the line good morning bill how are you i'm fine thank you um my wife and i are about uh, ready to retire in two years and we work for the federal government and a friend of mine mentioned about that we should be front-ending as much as we can now and i didn't really know what he meant didn't understand uh, does that mean maximum on our TSPs? Um, you know, maybe you give me some idea what we should do in this last two years. Absolutely, Bill. So what he's probably meaning by front-ending is saving as much as you possibly can into any type of a retirement program you have available to yourselves. But here's the bigger p- part of the picture is now's really the time when you're entering sort of the worry zone. Have you saved enough, and what are your expenses going to really look like in retirement? How do your expenses and your your income match up? You're going to get a government pension. You're going to have some Social Security benefits, most likely. How's your fixed guaranteed income going to come into your household versus your expenses? And then have you saved enough to produce income to make up any gaps that you may have? That's really getting on the front end of this thing is building out a cash flow retirement plan scenario. That's most important in addition to continuing to save. You know, it, 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 it may simply be, and I don't know your situation, but it could the, the scenario could be that, you know, maybe your 
maybe your car is 12 years old or 15 years old now with 180,000 miles on it. Maybe now part of what you might want to look at why you have the earning power is to buy a new car so that one will you'll have a fresh car in retirement for the next 10, 12 years. I don't know what your situation is. Maybe there's some credit card debt that maybe instead of saving more into retirement, you might want to pay off the credit card debt so you're not carrying a $400 a month credit card payment into retirement years. Those are a lot of things that the financial plan is really going to unpack uh, for you because it's all about your cash flow scenario in retirement. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. I understand that. Yep, so okay. so so it's a combination of all of that and and I'll send you out our financial planning toolkit, okay? Because that's going to really help you help you analyze exactly what we just talked about on the phone here. Yeah, that'd be perfect. I appreciate that. Yep, let me put you on hold bill and we'll get that right out to you. Appreciate the Thank phone you. call. Have a great weekend. Absolutely. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. We're talking about First Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 through 19, talking about um, uh, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, generous and willing to share, not only from our resources but our knowledge, too. And, I, you know, just all different types of scenarios out there. Take a look at, at the difference between um, – uh, the millennials and and the baby boomers and people that are that are retired or still working you know a lot of people that that are are uh, boomers um, 31 percent of baby boomers today that are are uh, still working are not concerned about money at all in retirement uh, so that either tells me that they've got enough money or they're just not really concerned about it for whatever reason you come down here to to the millennials and it's it's kind of a different scenario here. Most millennials are more worried about long-term care expenses than they are about money in this in this survey. And this is out, out by the U.S. Census Bureau, which I find very, very interesting here. You, when you take a millennial, you know, people in their 20s, they're more concerned about long-term care insurance than they are about money and other types of resources same with generation x they're more concerned about long-term care expenses instead of instead of money and and you know you have to take care of your retirement first before you start worrying about long-term care expenses so i think that some of this is a little backwards in in the thinking of all of it you know health care has been in the news been in the press for for the last handful of years with the aca the the affordable care act and stuff um, but but one thing that really wasn't addressed with it all was was health care. And when you sit down, when you go into the, you know, in the doctor's office, Chris, you, you go through a certain protocol. They check your height, your weight, you know, your blood pressure, your pulse, all that kind of stuff. They look in your ears. They look down your throat. They look at your eyes, you know, mm-hmm. everything like that, right? Very but, invasive. There you go. <laughs> so it's the same scenario there when you're looking at, at financial planning. You know, are you focusing more on the retirement income? Are you focusing on an event that may take place in long-term care many, many years after you're even retired in, in, in the normal scheme of things? So, so that's what I want to talk about here is, is, is sharing, willing to share your knowledge, you know, parents, grandparents. Teach the kids, teach the middle-aged kids, teach the 45-year-old child, you know, who's an adult and off the financial umbilical cord, out on his or her own about the importance of saving and building out a financial plan for their retirement and their kids and college funding and the whole nine yards. 
it's really important uh, that, that we really take a good look at all of that. So, hey, we're going to take another quick break here. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Don't forget to go to my new website, LarryRosenthal.com. We just did a soft launch on the website. Again, RosenthalWealthManagement.com or simply LarryRosenthal.com. They'll point you to the right direction. Lots of videos and educational resources for you to put into your financial library. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. wanted to be part of something big nonprofit organization called stars children africa do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise now you can be part of something that brings hope what we do is we actually pay for the school fees for about the cost of a new suit you can change an orphan's future for a whole year we pay for the school fees and that averages around 500 to 550 dollars a year total that means food lodging the teaching the education part the the uniform that whole thing call now 703-201-2494 or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. listening to the Larry Rosenthal show. Thanks for tuning in today. If you'd like to dial in, here's the phone number 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert in studio. Looks like we have a couple of lines available, so jump on the phone now if you've got a question that you need to ask Larry. Larry Sure, Chris. Again, you can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Check out the new library of material there. Uh, it's a, again, it's kind of a soft, quiet launch. You know, our operations manager says, don't talk about it today, but <laughs> Too late. Wor- words spilled out, Chris. Yeah, yes. somebody opened their mouth. Absolutely. Yep, yep. So uh, in addition to uh, Just don't get our Baltimore office being open, yep, yep. So we'll be getting the Baltimore office up on the website here in the next couple of days as well. So very excited about that also. You know, we were just touching on the differences on, on how millennials and Generation Xs and boomers are looking at different things. We were talking about long-term care, and and, and that is a big question. It's it's concerning question for a lot of people. Should you have long-term care insurance or not? <clears throat> it's a tough question. Lots of people wrestle with it. You know, will you ever use it? What's the cost of it today as well as in the future? Do you even need it? Is there another way around it? You know, long-term care insurance, the primary reason people purchase long-term care insurance is to make sure that the person who's in need of the service gets affordable care and quality care. And then the second reason people purchase it is simply because they want to protect the assets that they've saved to go to their heirs because long-term care nursing home or in-home health care, as we all know, is extremely expensive today, and the costs are continuing to go up. The questions become, 
you know, can I afford to have it and do I need it? Will I ever use it? What happens if I'm 92 years old and, 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 and pass away in my sleep without ever using it? What happens to all of my premiums? Are they lost? Do I get a refund? Well, what's the story there? You know, what about the cost today? I, I hear that the costs are continuing to go up, 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 and up all the time. Is there a way that I can cap my cost on this? How can I buy a, a long-term care policy, let's say at age, you know, 53, and, and plan what are my, what are my rate increases going to be like over the next 30 years of my life before I enter the age brackets when I could actually use the plan? How, how is it all going to work? Is there another way? What are some of the benefits that we should really break down and take a look at? Keep in mind here, again, that the purpose of long-term care insurance is to provide the benefit of service for the person who needs it and to protect the estate that you've built up over, over the years. So, you know, some of the components of a long-term care policy are, are the elimination period. In other words, how many days... Bef- that you go on claim before the insurance company starts to kick in and pay dollars. You know, the most popular one is 90 days. So you have what, what they call a 90-day deductible in days. So you would trigger benefits, you would trigger claim, and then 90 days later the ins- you're responsible for the first 90 days of cost. What about the benefit time frame? Can you have an unlimited benefit? What about if it just pays 10 years or 8 years or 4 years or 3 years or whatever the case may be? What's the average stay in a nursing facility? Well, today it's right around 3 years or so. So do you want to have a benefit period that covers you for 10 years? Well, some people do and some people don't. It's really a personal family decision on, on how you go about looking at it all. What about the daily, the, the daily or the monthly benefit? What's the average cost today nationwide? What's the average cost in your community? There's a difference between, you know, uh, D.C. cost versus cost in Arkansas versus Mississippi versus Nevada versus uh, Arizona, California. There's cost of all different areas around the country. Um, What's the schedule for rates to go up? Is there a way that I can get a guaranteed policy where my rates don't go up? You know, what about alternate policies, such things as life-slash-long-term care policies? Well, I'm just I'm just going on and on here, Chris. I keep asking and answering all these same questions. I'm writing I, as fast as I can. It's I know, to keep, keep I up. know. But, but my, my point here is that, you know, I, I know a lot of people would like to call in and talk about long-term care. Feel free to do so, 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. But I want to get this information out in the last few minutes of the show here. Uh, because it is it is a financial blind spot in a lot of people's uh, financial plans in their retirement picture. It's a financial blind spot. It ushers in a new policy, a life-slash-long-term care policy. Here the policy is combining your life insurance and long-term care all in the same product. This way you at least know money is going to come back to the family either through the protection of life of long-term care insurance or through the proceeds of life insurance. Uh, Plus, these types of policies, they have premiums that are guaranteed never to go up. Uh, You can pay them off early. You can do short pays, five years, ten years, whatever it may be. So there's different choices, different benefits out there that you really need to take a look at in the, quote-unquote, do I need long-term care insurance or not question. Some people say, you know, if, if you have enough dollars, you don't need it. If you don't have many dollars, you don't need it. But if you're right there in the middle somewhere, you may need it. 
So it's it's really something that you need to sit down with with your advisor, take a good look at it, and look at it from a financial planning perspective, not necessarily from a an insurance perspective. But but look at I mean it is insurance. There's no doubt about it. But there's a difference in in looking at it. You know maybe you say, you know what I'm going to buy a long term care policy. But I'm not going to quite get the, the ultimate Cadillac plan. I'm going to get one that's going to cover, let's say, 70% of the average at-risk cost so that, you're not, you're, so that your premiums aren't crazy and, they're not, and you're not giving all this money for decades down the road to an insurance company for an event that you may have to use or you may not have to use. So you can look at it from a financial planning perspective that way as well. So if you have questions on long-term care, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. I've got literature in my office. I'll be happy to send you out. Or go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Check out our archives, our resources there, lots of information on long-term care, all types of stuff out there at our new website, LarryRosenthal.com. Hey, Larry, I I wrote all of it down. Maybe we can just send out my notes as well. What, What do you think? That works perfect, Chris. No, I don't want to do that. People. Absolutely. Yep, I know. I was a- asking and answering questions. So, I, you know, that's something you shouldn't do all the time. But I wanted to get it out there. That's so, good, important information. For, for people. Yeah, yeah. Again, the, the, the question on long-term care insurance is, you know, it definitely is a blind spot in, in people's portfolios. So to, to take a good look at it. And if you want literature on it, feel free to give us a ring during the week, 855-ROSE-123. Happy to send it out to you, too. We have just a couple minutes left in the show this morning. And, again, I want to talk about our new website that we, we launched, uh, LarryRosenthal.com or RosenthalWealthManagement.com. Go check it out. It's mobile compatible, and uh, as well as I like to welcome uh, people on over over in Baltimore at our Catonsville office, as well as our Des Moines, Des Moines Iowa office too. So, uh, got uh, got some new new things going on. We'll be sending out some information, and we'll be doing our our seminars that will be coming up. We're going to be doing classes. You know, we don't do them over the summertime. Because people just want to be with play. their family and doing the things, going to ball games and whatever yeah. it is, and I'm one of them too. So you know, we'll uh, start rolling those out here in a couple of months in September. But we're going to be doing it on the new tax code uh, and how you can maximize some of those benefits there, as well as making sure that your beneficiaries are in right order and and uh, just all different types of, of subject matters that's going to be coming up. So stay tuned. We'll be doing those uh, throughout the, the Baltimore area and, and in uh, Northern Virginia, D.C. area as well. So, um, you know, one thing, too, Chris, that that's interesting. I don't know if I if we have any uh, time left. Uh, how much how much time? Yeah, we you have got here? one minute before the music starts up here. Yeah, I've got a subject here. I'm just going to kick it forward down the road a little bit uh, and, and and not talk about it. Well, I, I'm going to talk about it a little bit here. So a tease. Um, Let's just do a tease. There's a tease. So does it matter the account balance um, in in your investments if you're taking income? In other words, think about this, Chris, for a second. If if you own a stock and say it's paying a 4% dividend and the stock drops a little bit or a lot, how do you react? Should you react? What should you do? Should you sell it? Should you buy more? Well, stop for a moment and think about each one of the investments inside your account. They need to have a specific reason that they're there, and maybe one of them in this example is one to provide you income. So if the game plan of that stock is to provide you income, who really cares if the stock balance goes up or down as long as you're getting your income from a dependable, reliable source, you know, in a tax-efficient manner? So how do you actually compare that against the overall market performance? You don't because it's providing you the income that you need. So anyway, for Bob in the back, 
I'm Larry Rosenthal, and for Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. Go check out our new website, LarryRosenthal.com. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.